because I became such an introvert, I also started fearing all the wrong things I could say to other people. I gained confidence in myself. I gained a sureness. If you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend too. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, it's your host Emma and I'm here with the solo episode of Before We Make It. Definitely attempted to do our intro right now by myself because clearly there's no other person with me today. It is just me. Desam and I decided it would be really fun to do some solo episodes. We have a guest episode coming next week that we just recorded, so super excited for you guys to listen to that. But in the meantime, we are in different countries and we thought it would just be fun to get a little bit personal. Obviously, we normally get personal with each other. You typically hear us rambling and going off on different tangents with each other on our podcast, but it is a little bit different when you do have to do it by yourself. And I think it gives you the opportunity to reflect a little bit deeper. So that is what is happening today. But if you guys haven't listened to Desam's episode, she talked about growing up Korean American. She talked about fears and she also talked about people pleasing. So it was a really great episode. I took a lot from it. Be sure to check that out as soon as you can. And without further ado, I'm going to get into to the first segment truly obsessed and tell you guys what I've been loving lately. So I love lip products. I have at least five to seven lip products in my purse at all times. And of course, always like a chapstick in my pocket or something. So I'm obsessed with just keeping my lips like really moisturized and soft and plump if I can. I have pretty small lips, but I try to use things that'll help them sort of like at least look bigger. This thing I found on Amazon and I also, I think it was like on TikTok or something. Um, I'm looking into it right now and I'm going to read you the title because I don't understand why Amazon does this. I'm pretty sure it's for like SEO, but they title their products with like a billion different words. So <laughs> this one says, four pieces, silicone exfoliating lip brush tool, double-sided soft lip brush for smoother and fuller lip appearance. And that is basically, they could have just shortened it to like exfoliating lip tool, but you know, they're Amazon, so they could do whatever they want. But it is essentially this lip, it's like a tool, okay? <laughs> It's like a tool and there is a silicone head and on the silicone head, it's like double-sided. There's two different textures and you just like exfoliate your lips with it. You could put on lip balm and then rub this on over and it just helps to brush away all the dead skin cells and also make your lips look a little bit plumper. So I've been loving this. And then I also put that with the Lush Lip Scrub in Watermelon Sugar. Guys, you need to try their lip scrubs. I've been using their lip scrubs forever. Number one, they smell good. Number two, they work one. They're moisturizing and exfoliating. And number three, they last forever. I literally had one for like, I mean, you definitely shouldn't use this past a certain time because obviously the ingredients will expire, but it smelled fine. So I used it for a while, but I had one for I think almost like two years. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Just I do that normally like once every two days just to keep my lips nice and soft. So love those. And then the other thing that I've been loving is actually a snack. So I don't know if you guys have heard of these. They're called Bobos. They <laughs> okay they're called bobos i know it's like a kid snack but essentially they're like an oat chocolate chip like ball thing I, I they're not called oat balls they're called like oat oh oat bites that's what they're called they're so good you could just like pop them in your purse they're really small and easy to take with you and then just like eat it you know like get your little energy boost so yeah i think they have them in like peanut butter and they might have like a fruity flavor but i just get the chocolate ones they're 
delicious. And then my last favorite has actually been a podcast. So I watched Wintry Hill a lot growing up. I fell in love with it because every episode is pretty deep. If you guys don't know what Wintry Hill is, it's a show that came out and I think like 2005. And it's about a bunch of teens that live in Tree Hill, North Carolina, and they go to high school. There is a five-year jump somewhere in there and you see them as adults, but they go to high school and there's all these different things that the show talks about, like sports and bullying and relationships and all these different things. And so it's honestly like a coming of age show. The music is so awesome. And I just highly recommend it. But basically, the main female protagonists of the show decided to start a podcast all these years later. And it's called Drama Queens. It's with Hillary Burton, Bethany Joy Lenz, and Sophia Bush, who play Haley, Brooke, and Peyton in the show. And what they do is they like every episode is reflecting on a different episode of the show. So they watch the episode and then they talk about it and give their commentary on the podcast. And so I don't know how long it's supposed to last, like if they're really going to do all like six seasons of the show, like reflecting of it on the podcast. But I am definitely listening because it's so entertaining. They're really funny. And it's just cool to get that like behind the scenes view of it. So I love that. And next I'm going to move into reality check because it has a lot to do with what I want to talk about today. Just to give you a brief little preview, today's episode is going to be on social anxiety, friendships, and using passion to find confidence. Now, just to preface, coming up with my topic for this episode was a little challenging because I don't think that these three things make up my whole story, just as like the things that Dasam discussed don't make up her whole story. Just as if you've gone through any of these things, it doesn't make up your whole story. Just because you've been challenged with certain things and you've had to overcome really tough situations doesn't mean that those situations define you. And so, I want to just have that as a disclaimer because it was really hard like to sort of figure out what to talk about and stick to it and you know also do that in the short time span that I have because I really can't tell my full story in you know a podcast episode there's just no way and deciding between like relationship stuff and more personal things I decided that these three topics would be really really good to talk about and they sort of go hand in hand with each other in the way that I'm going to tell my story so yeah I hope you guys enjoy and hopefully somewhat resonate with these things and just know that, you know, something I always say is that it's just really, really reassuring to know that you're not alone in the challenges that you face and the things that you've gone through. Let's just get right into it. I just got back from Nashville a couple days ago and it was honestly just one of the best trips of my life. I am so sad it's over, but I went with a couple of friends, a few friends, and it was like kind of funny because we've all, and one of them is my cousin, by the way, we've all been friends with each other. So individually, like I've hung out with each of them and they've hung out with each other, but as a unit of four, we have never all done something together. So this trip was kind of spontaneous. We started planning it just a couple months back and I didn't even know I wanted to go to Nashville until the idea for this trip got brought up. And I'm just so grateful that I said yes. I watched the show Nashville. I thought it looked really cool. Obviously, the show isn't going to show the entirety of Nashville, but it was just awesome to see it in person. And we ended up road tripping from College Station in Nashville. It was about 14 hours. Didn't even feel like 14 hours. We had a great time in the car. And I just, I'm glad that we chose that as our mode of transportation. But yeah, so we got there. We went to Hattie B's Hot Chicken. If you guys have had that before, it is 
10 out of 10, so good. They put coleslaw in the hot chicken sandwich and I don't even like coleslaw. I don't even know really what it is, but it made it so much better. So that was great. And then we sort of walked around and explored. And the cool thing about Nashville, which I've never experienced this any other place, is that it's so open. Like right away, as soon as we got to the main street, which is called Broadway, you could just feel the energy in the city. And it was just like undeniable, like so exciting. Everybody there was just like happy to be there. Like you could just tell. And I know that sounds a little bit dreamy and dramatic, but that is just how I felt. I've never felt like that in any other place. I think maybe like DC, but this was different, completely different from DC. So, you know, on Broadway, there's just all these bars and restaurants and all of their windows are open. And by every window, there are stages and on those stages are artists. So, you know, it could be a solo artist or or normally, you know, there was just a band. There's just a ton of different bands at all of these bars and you're hearing all sorts of music, but it's not overwhelming. It's like, it's nice. It's like, oh my gosh, this is just so cool that all these people are out here just doing what they love, playing music and I get to enjoy it. And it's just the coolest feeling ever. So we explored and, you know, we went out later that night and we danced. We went to Miranda Lambert's bar. It's called Casa Rosa. And that was honestly the best. We went there like every single night and we just had the time of our lives. We met a lot of really cool people which personally, like I've never done on a trip. Like I've never just met people from like all over the place. And I do have to thank my cousin for that. She's such a social butterfly. So it really encouraged me to also be a little bit more bold. And, you know, I think in the past couple of years, I've gotten that way naturally, but this was also like another level of getting outside my comfort zone. And it was really rewarding. So, you know, we met people and we got free drinks and (laughs) free hot dogs and it was awesome. And then, you know, the next day we sort of explored the more like suburban area which I think is the cool thing about Nashville because yes, like you have your city part, but it's so easy to get into like the suburban areas and look at the houses and go to cute little shops and coffee places. So loved that aspect of it. We saw a lot of the murals. We went to the Parthenon replica that's featured in Percy Jackson and we just had a day. Like we just had a very pleasant, happy day. And then the last day that we were there, we went to a winery and we did a food and wine pairing. I could definitely send you guys Rex if you are going to Nashville. I have a whole list of places that we went to that were awesome. So yeah, that was really fun. We met people there as well. They were like a group of older adults and we vibed with them and it was it was great. And then yeah, and then we went out for the last time that night and met up with a friend from school. So it was really cool that he was there. And then we took a road trip back home. All that to say, <laughs> I didn't really have to recap all that, but you know, why not? Because I'm, I'm literally like still trying to relive it. Like I just want to hold on to every last minute of that trip. I was reflecting per usual. I think especially when you have to provide content content for a podcast that you're trying to grow, you need to reflect. You need to make sure that you have things to talk about. And I've always done this, like whether it's journaling or writing things on my phone, I've always tried to make sure that I get down what I'm thinking and feeling after a certain situation or even during a certain situation. So in this case, I was like, oh my gosh, like, first of all, that trip went way better than I expected it to. You know, I was a little bit just like hesitant. I was like, oh my gosh, like what if something goes wrong? Like what if, not that I thought there was going to be drama in our group, but you know, there's always that fear of like if someone gets hangry like what if things are said like I don't know so I was just filling my brain with these like irrational fears and because it went so well and because like I just couldn't get enough of it. I was just over the moon happy. And I was just thinking like, okay, this is so crazy because just a few years ago, like I felt like I had no friends and I felt like something as simple as meeting strangers 
you know, in a city that you're at with your friends is just so incomprehensible to me. Like I can't even picture myself doing that because I feel like I'm naturally an introvert. And so I started thinking about, you know, my childhood and why I was always so scared to make friends and why I was always so socially anxious. And I don't think, at least to my knowledge, like if I was awkward with you for some reason in a social encounter, like I'm sorry, um, that was an off day. But I don't think for the most part, like I've ever been socially awkward. I've always been socially anxious. I've also always been very inclined to just hang out by myself. And I think the reasoning for that was like growing up in elementary and middle school, I had a few best friends that they were like my singular best friends at different points in life, but they would always for some reason move away. And I sort of took this as like my thing. I was like, okay, my thing, I guess, is that I have these best friends and then we're great together and we're best friends for a few years or something. And then they just randomly leave. And that is my thing. I'm going to have to accept that this is how my life is and it's always going to happen like this, which, you know, of course, isn't the case. But in my childhood brain, I am just scared that the people I get close to are always going to leave, which sounds really dramatic. But that's how I felt when I was younger. And so seeing as that had happened already like two times by the time I was 13, I just decided that I was going to hone in on myself and I was going to be my own best friend, which I think you should be regardless of whether you have a big group of friends or not. Not that size matters when it comes to friendships, because obviously you can have two friends and as long as the quality is there, that's what matters. But I just felt like it was more comfortable to be friends with myself and to embrace that factor. And I enjoyed it. I had a lot of friends in school, you know, in middle school and elementary and high school. But I think outside of school, it wasn't until high school that I really started to embrace hanging out with people outside of school. I think it's crazy when you're growing up how you're literally put in a building with other kids for like eight hours a day. And obviously you're going to talk to them. Like obviously you're going to form some sort of friendships, um, hopefully. And so it was really easy. It was convenient to become friends with people. You know, I didn't become friends with everybody, but with the people that I thought were cool and the people that hopefully thought I was cool, you know, we got close. But outside of school, I guess I just didn't really see the necessity of, of tending to those friendships. And, you know, I know it's different when you're younger because it's like, okay, like it's fine. Most kids are hanging out with their parents, right? And like their family and their siblings. And then when you grow older, it's like, it's more normal to hang out with your friends outside of school and, you know, go to parties and go shopping and all those things. And I think just for a long time, I accepted that my way of having friends was strictly within school hours. This was partly because like, number one, like I said, I'm more inclined to be an introvert. But number two, because I became such an introvert, I also started fearing all the wrong things I could say to other people. I was really shy around boys. I honestly still am. Like I get so weird around boys that I think are cute or boys that I like, even at 22, which is crazy. But for some reason, I just still get so weird. Like it's it sucks. And yeah, this just stemmed from being like an insecure kid. I think we all go through those awkward phases in middle school of like coming into ourselves and going through puberty and not really knowing where we fit. And I was definitely that like to a T. I was the poster child for insecurity. I mean, so unsure about myself, so afraid to let people see me. And I made myself believe that if I gave people less time to get to know me, then that eliminated the chance for them to criticize me or to judge me or to think that I was boring or think that I just wasn't funny or cool enough. And that honestly intensified in high school. So I had a very weird freshman year. That was sort of when my social anxiety like was at its peak. I was really afraid of meeting new people. I was afraid of 
making eye contact. I had a few really close friends, but those were people that, you know, obviously I was friends with in middle school and I was comfortable with them. But in this new stage of life, I was so scared to meet anybody new and to allow people to see that, you know, I wasn't cool or, you know, I wasn't all that these other people are cracked up to be, especially when it came to the quote unquote popular girls or who I thought, you know, everyone liked and gave attention to. I equated them having attention and having cool clothes and having beauty to being better than me, quote unquote, better than me. And it's so funny to think that because obviously it's not true. Like there's no metric to how much better someone is than you. And I also don't think it's like an absolute fact, objective thing. I think that in our heads, we make it a lot more than it actually is. And it's definitely just not true. But in my head, I convinced myself that all these girls were better than me. And, you know, they were talking to older guys and they were already being invited to parties. And I just felt so weird. Like I felt like I had no place. And that sort of forced me into this isolation period um, of my freshman year of high school where I sort of shrunk myself. And through that, I lost a lot of my confidence. And, you know, over the years of high school, I definitely started to open up a bit. I got closer with other people. I, I gained some best friends. I had a lot of laughs. I had a whole friend group. And by senior year, I was set. Like I was totally fine. I had a group of friends that were awesome. You know, granted, like the friend group definitely wasn't perfect. It was pretty huge and I wasn't super close with everybody in it, but I was content. I was really happy with my really close friends and, you know, I was socializing outside of school and it was normal for us to get ready for things together and do things outside of school hours together. And I loved it, but it took me a long time to get there. And even in that space, I was still sort of afraid of like anytime I got asked to hang out that it would only reveal to them that I was, you know, in my mind, like unworthy of having these friendships. Like I really didn't think that I, deserved friendships like that, which is insane. It's insanity to think that. And it makes me think of like where the social anxiety stems from. Like how is it you know, how did this come to be? And even in other people's situations, if you've experienced this before, like, I know we all have different sort of like origin stories, but at least for me, like it came from an insecurity that was so deep rooted in, you know, myself and worrying so much about how other people perceived me, which in actuality, like, let me just say it here now, you can never control what people think of you. Like people will come up with their own opinions and judgments of you. And sorry, but like, there's literally nothing we could do about it. There is no word we can say or action we can do that will ultimately change people's way of thinking about us because they probably already determined an opinion of us and it shouldn't matter as much as you think it does. I mean, no one's thinking about you that much to begin with, but even when they do, you can't curate an image of yourself for them. So that was my concern, you know, being also a control freak. I wanted to control how everyone saw me, which is just so funny looking back. Anyway, I had these friendships at the end of high school and I was really just happy, but obviously we're going our separate ways. And my first year of college, um, the whole social anxiety thing sort of spurred up again because I was in a place where I didn't want to get close to people because I was going to be transferring away. And that was my dream. There's nothing wrong with going to college in your hometown, you know, staying home for college, literally nothing wrong with that. But for me, I just felt in my gut that I needed to get out. Like I needed to go somewhere that made me really uncomfortable because it was the only way I was going to grow. It was the only way that I was going to conquer this social anxiety, this fear that I wasn't worth being friends 
friends with, that I didn't deserve to have all these amazing experiences that I saw other people having. And I just knew I needed to go somewhere that was big, which sounds crazy, but I just needed to go somewhere big and somewhere where I felt really out of my element. And so I did exactly that. But on the way there, you know, I avoided friendships when I was here in my hometown for a year going to school. Like I avoided being close to anyone because I didn't want to have to miss people when I left. And in that, in doing that, I again repeated the whole process of isolating myself because I was so insecure. But the thing is like in recent years that I've just got like gotten so close to people that I know truly care about me and that I truly care about people that I would consider my future bridesmaids and people that I know are going to be around for a long time. Like you can't expect all those good things to happen in your life. You can't expect friendships and those people that are going to make your life feel so much more full without putting yourself out there. Like you literally cannot meet people if you don't go out to meet people. There's just no way it's going to happen. And, you know, as much as we sort of idealize friendships, like that's one thing that I also did too, is that I idealized friendships my whole life. I watched movies and TV about all these friendships and all these different dynamics. And I always just thought like, okay, one day I'm going to have that. But it doesn't just magically appear on your doorstep. Like you have to take action. You have to get out of your comfort zone and do something that, yeah, scares you, but is obviously going to be worth it if you just keep doing it. The Netflix can wait. The nights in at home with your tea, like, yes, those things are really nice, but too many of those. And you're not going to have anything else to look forward to in life. I always think about my future wedding and this might come from a little bit of a like idealistic place, but I've always just wanted to have a beautiful wedding. And I'm, I'm just saying, and I picture the people that I love most just being there. Like I want the person I marry and all of his friends and his groomsmen, whatever, to get along well with my bridesmaids. I want everyone to just be friends and I want there to be laughter and I want there to be so much love like and so much friendship in that whole space. You know, I, I know it sounds very dreamy and kind of like fantasizing, but that's literally what I've always wanted. I want my life to be full of people that are there to stay, that are there in my corner and that I can be in their corner for, that I can support throughout their biggest life accomplishments. And I feel like I found those people recently and it's just, it's something I never thought I would say from coming from a place of someone who was extremely socially anxious and you know, always isolated herself and always just preferred to be alone because she was so afraid of what other people would think of her. So moving on from that and sort of delving into this other portion that I wanted to touch on really quick is passion and using passion to find confidence. So as I mentioned in the podcast before, I really changed in college. I'm still the same person, but the parts of myself that I always, you know, were insecure about in regards to how I interacted with other people and how I lived my life and how I you know, handled the things that I wanted to do, but was too scared to do. Like those things have changed so much. And that in turn has changed me. So the end of my sophomore year, I was hit with this idea to start an organization. And I know I sound like a broken record. If you know me, you've heard the story, so you can honestly skip it. But this really changed things for me because I was really, really excited about it. And I was just at a really low point. I felt lost. I felt like I had nobody. And I was just totally confused with what my 
purpose was, as we all are at certain points in time. But out of hard things, good things happen. Good things have room to grow when you are hit with the most awful thing, the thing that sort of breaks you and crumbles you down. You literally only have up to go. And I'm sorry for throwing these Pinterest quotes at you, but that's sort of how I felt. I was like, I cannot get lower than this point right now. Like the only place I can go is up. And so I began working towards something that would ultimately transform my college experience and make it so that I actually found people, people that had the same passions as me and people that understood me and also a confidence in myself, a confidence in knowing like, hey, I did that. Like, hey, I'm doing this. I am waking up every day and doing the thing that once really terrified me. And granted, like this project was not done on my own. This project was done with Dasan. This project was done with so many other amazing people that for some reason decided to give their time and energy and effort into it. But it was the most rewarding thing. And I will say like looking back, I don't know where I would have been without it. Like I don't know who I would be without it because, you know, as a magazine, that magazine literally introduced me to so many people who, you know, at first when we had our first meeting, I was just so overwhelmed by like I had never been in a room where this many people wanted to talk to me, to ask me questions, to know more about why we were doing this. And now I had to sort of fake this leadership position in which, you know, I seemed experienced and I seemed like I knew what I was talking about. Like I knew nothing. And for some reason, people still stayed and people left, but more people came along. And, you know, by my senior year, it felt like it was growing into something that I knew was going to exceed all my expectations. Like I knew that it was going to be left in good hands. I know that the people who are taking over it now are going to just make it a thousand times better than it is right now. Not that it's not great now, it is, but of course, you know, you always improve. And I just like can never get over the fact that by following my passion and by doing something that, again, scared the absolute living crap out of me, I gained so much confidence. And yes, it was false confidence for a second there. Yes, it was forced confidence because I had to pretend I knew what I was doing. But eventually through enough hard work and enough paying my dues and showing up every single day and doing the thing consistently and being there for the people that needed me and doing my part, I gained confidence in myself. I gained a sureness that I couldn't have gotten anywhere else. And it was literally out of the most challenging project I've ever done in my life that I feel like I've become the person I am now, the person that I'm still trying to you know, improve upon. I mean, that project opened up so many doors for me. It gave me so many opportunities that I would have never even dreamed of. But it was literally just taking one small step to a scary place, to a place that you didn't know you could go to. And so I will end my little meat, meaty, my little meat part of the episode with this. You won't get the things that you really, really want in life without putting yourself out there. So that can be career, that can be relationships. That can be friendships. And all of these things are so incredibly worth it. I think that if you want to live a life that is joyous and that is filled with really good people, meets the expectations of what you envision for yourself, then you need to take action. You need to do the thing that scares you. And I'm going to try not to repeat that too much, but it really is about just stepping outside of yourself. And one last thing on friendships, you know, because I mentioned that I didn't see the importance of friendships for a long time. I didn't understand why 
they were so important. Well, especially if you find yourself in a relationship and then you don't have any friends outside of it, let me just say, Friends are really, really great to have, not even in your younger years, but just throughout your entire life. Like there is nothing better than having other people to confide in and find companionship with and support through their troubles. And friendship is a different sort of intimacy. It's, I know that sounds kind of weird saying it out loud, but being close with people and being that person for someone else, you know, someone that they can vent to, that they can lean on. It's the most special thing. I mean, being someone who another person, and another human can lean on with their problems and can laugh with and can do small, happy little things with in life, like go to the farmer's market or go see a movie with. Like there is nothing better than that. And yes, like there's relationships and I think those are really amazing too. But what if your relationship ends? Who are you going to have? You know, like you need to have friends in your corner. And if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend too. So you have to also make plans and you have to also reach out first and, you know, put in effort where it is needed. But I think overall, like if you're someone who has felt socially anxious or you prefer to be by yourself and you don't really see the benefit of having other people, I just encourage you to rework your lens because I have been there and it sounds kind of crazy to say that. Like at one point I didn't see the importance and now I do, but it's been a long time and it's been a lot of literally just diving in when I knew I wasn't ready and that has made all the difference. So that is what I have to say on that. Also follow your passions. Ah, okay. Um, but with that, I will get into our last segment to close off the episode. This is endearing awkwardness. We love to hear it. I'll go ahead and get into it. So this awkward story takes place in high school because I was thinking about my high school friends and And one girl in particular, she's still one of my closest best friends to this day. Basically, we became friends in eighth grade. And I think sophomore year of high school was when we really, really got close. I trusted her with like everything. And this is TMI. So like, you know, on and this is also having to do with periods. So if you're a guy, you don't have to listen to this. Please don't. But I'm going to just say it as it happened because we get vulnerable here. So I had never, (laughs) I had never used tampons before, right? You know, I was like, like committed to maxi pads at that point, like tampons were just so scary to me. And I basically decided to, it was, it was the night of our homecoming and I was going with this guy. He was older. He was from another school. I really wanted to like look good. And so I got this form fitting, like a little black mini dress. And I didn't have a lot of underwear that would have suited that dress at the time. And I was on my period. So I really only had one option was to wear a tampon and not wear an underwear. And yeah, I know. I'm sorry. TMI guys. Okay. But just let me finish. So I didn't wear underwear, had the tampon in and, you know, my friend like kind of instructed me on how to do it. And, you know, she was reassuring me like, it's fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Basically her mom drove us to the dance and it was really dark outside. I couldn't see what was happening. Also my dress was black. So like, I didn't think anything would happen, but lo and behold, after she leaves us at the dance and goes home, And then the next morning opens her car. There is a beautiful red wine colored stain on her seat. And it was you know, mine. I didn't even notice that that had happened on the way to the dance. I don't know how it could have happened. It was like a five minute drive, but it happened. Her mom had to clean that up and I felt so terrible, but to make matters worse, the very next semester. So that was in the fall and the spring, her sister, my same friend, my same friend's sister was taking us to a gathering. Okay. It was some faraway gathering, like in a different city. It was like 30 minutes away. And so again, I'm on my period. What's new? (laughs) I'm on my period and I'm wearing 
like light colored shorts. But in my mind, I'm like, it's fine. I'll just monitor. Like I'll make sure nothing happens. But since the drive was so long and I didn't time, you know, when I needed to change things out properly. Um, well, the next day, her sister found another nice little red wine stain on the seat. Yet again, I plagued this family with my being so irresponsible and not monitoring my flow. And so it was just really embarrassing. And honestly, I'm surprised that I haven't told that story before. But yeah. (laughs) So if you have a period, just be careful with that kind of stuff. Don't stain your best friend's mom's car or your best friend's sister's car like I did. But you know, we're still friends. Like her mom, it doesn't think any less of me and I hope her sister likes me still but yeah so that happened and that closes up the episode I'm gonna end it right here I am gonna go eat some Chinese food but be sure to follow us at before you make it on Instagram join our Facebook page to stay in the loop on there make sure that you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. leave us a nice little comment be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps get our name out there and we are still looking for a podcast editor to help us with obviously editing the podcast so if you have any interest or experience in doing so please reach out to us asap before we make it on instagram and we will get back to you as soon as we can anyway thank you guys so much for listening to this i know it was kind of all over the place but if you have any sort of feedback or anything that you want to mention to me about it any questions feel free to dm me at emma underscore rain r-a-y-n-e on instagram with that guys i will talk to you next week and love you hope you have a great rest of your day Oh, 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 oh,